Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Good afternoon. You are listening to the COB podcast here at AusBiz. I'm your host, David Scott, or Scuddy, as I'm known around these parts. And uh, my host today is Annette Beecher. Annette, uh, look, after all the fireworks uh, that we saw yesterday and then overnight in, uh, in Wall Street and Europe, uh, and, uh, big gains in the markets, bit of a dead cat bounce coming through on this Wednesday trading session. Yeah, it was an interesting one. I chose to wear a green jacket today and I looked good for about half the day, half the day in the negative. But let's let's face it, we had a positive day yesterday. So maybe we led the way. But yeah, it was uh, it was really on nothing. Quite a few, few interviews we had today on the markets earlier said all the news that uh, justified justified the U.S. rally is was really not new news. So it does seem to be trading on thin air. Our markets didn't really run with it. I mean, tech did okay out of the Nasdaq lead, but a bit meh otherwise. Yeah, CSL was a bit choppy throughout the course of the day. It was up more than 2% at one stage. I know it finished up close to 1%. The material sector, I know that uh, iron ore futures in China came off the ball quite sharply in the second half of the session, which may explain what's going on there. Mixed performance in the banks as well. A bit of an emergence away from our quality. I can see West Farmers and Transurban, Woolworths and Coles are also in the walls. Even Goodman Group finished marginally lower. Look, uh, and despite the, you know, all that we saw that fireworks last night and we also saw a massive amount of M&A like it's the 22nd of December yeah, like, what no. is going on here yeah, it's like it's, you know, a, it's, a, it's a parallel universe this is the kind of time of the year where people if they haven't already left the office I uh, you know those who are still around are having uh, having lunch maybe they're just you know, sitting around having lunch and then oh yeah well, I'll go and take you over for this price how yeah, about that it's, it's an odd one we had Rio, Rio Tinto buying Argentinium lithium uh, we had Link being bought out by Canada Link up 15% top of the pops today on the ASX and Charter Hall as uh, we were discussing earlier Charter Hall buying 50% of Paradise and uh, what was there was another one out there which escapes me at the moment but the bottom line being it's almost a bit like the ACCC they're rubber stamping a few of these M&A deals as well it's almost like let's get this done by the 24th and then you know what I'll see you Maybe after Australia Day, have a bit of a rest. Yeah, Paradise is that that acquisition, the fifty percent stake from Charter Hall Group, is really interesting. Of course, it's a property manager. Mm. Uh, no, taking a stake in a equity listed equity, or sorry, an equity manager. Uh, people are talking about the equity market. No, have we seen a peak? Is it going to be a bit uh, volatile next year? And the like. It does seem a little bit strange. I've got to say, uh, it's moving definitely away from its bread and butter. It's diversified uh, no revenue streams that's mm-hmm. that's one positive but if you don't get it right uh it could be quite costly so it was uh very surprising to go and hear that first thing this morning when it was announced uh and look uh we thought it was a appropriate opportunity to go and use it as our stock of the day so pagey sat down today with michael wayne from a day in financial and luke winchester from meriwether capital to go and get their views as to whether uh, the charter hall group acquisition is, uh, is something that uh, excites them let's go and uh, find out 
property manager is, is, is what it's been for its, its its long life and the move into listed equities. You, you read the presentation today and, and there's some good logic behind it. And I think um, Charter Hall Management have, have probably earned the right for the, the trust of the market if they are going to make a strategic pivot like this. They've, they've done very well in that property management space for, for such a long period of time. So I, I would hold the stock if you're in there. Um, it, it's a little bit expensive, so I'd struggle to come in and say buy. And I think you have taken on some execution risk. But if you're there, I, I would definitely continue to hold. Uh, and, and I would... Uh, you know, wait to see how this plays out over the, the coming months and years. Ultimately, I think, look, if, you just, if you're just in there as a passive investor in something like Paradise, I think it can work. Um, obviously, if the in-house equity management team of Paradise stay on board and, and David Paradise, the, the founder and CEO, remain within that business, I can see it certainly working. Look, I, I do think it's going to be a little bit of a distraction in the short term, particularly for a lot of investors who just want that pure property play. So I can see why the market's taken it as a bit of a negative. But long term, if they can pull it off and, and derive value, then it could turn out to be a, a brilliant decision. So, yeah. Much like myself, uh, not not entirely sure, but both are kind of like a hold. Uh, we'll wait and see whether how it plays out. So I guess the uh, the market didn't like it though. Like it was uh, it was the uh, the worst performer on the two hundred today. Uh, looking here at the uh, the, the index down uh, nearly eight percent. So uh, yeah, market has spoken. They don't like I uh, know moving to this new territory. We'll see whether uh, Charter Hall can go and prove the naysayers wrong. Certainly in a lot of other cases, they have done that over the recent years, at least in their property portfolio. Let's go and have a chat to some of the uh, no, great interviews that we had today. Uh, I had a good chat with uh, CD's Peter Musa. So uh, he's a strategist, uh, no, takes a macro lens and has a look at you know, what the macro environment is going to be like and then tries to go and put the pieces together to how to go and tailor your portfolio. And uh, I hate to go and break the news to you folks, but uh, he reckons it's going to be pretty tricky out there like <laughs> so many others next year. Uh, yeah, talking about you know, a growth slowdown, a slowdown in inflation but tighter policy from the Fed uh, and that liquidity wave that went and pumped up so many different asset classes over the course of the past uh, 21 months or so. Well, I mean, 2021 in hindsight, if you didn't make money this year, you have to question. So everyone's going to have to work a little bit harder in 2022 to try to uh, get your investment strategies in place. Speaking of working harder, uh, Magellan Financial, uh, the, uh, the investment uh, team there <laughs> will probably have to go and work harder to go and win back some trust after what we've seen over the past week or so. Uh, you had a chat today with Monica Tecker from InSync Funds. Uh, what was his take as to the lesson we can learn there? Yeah, we, we kicked off with the with the Magellan. I, I guess he was using it as a reason for – because remember before all this started with St. James – Taking three steps back, they were actually underperformers. The CEO left and then St. James left uh, as one of their big backers. And uh, and Monique was just basically saying, look, ask your investor, financial advisor, the hard questions. You know, where where are we investing? Where are we going? What's not working? He said that's a key question to ask as well. So he just runs through a bit of a, a bit of a checklist. And of course when it's year end and of course into early twenty twenty two, have a checklist, have a sit down, what are the trends, how do we capitalise? And just as importantly, what's not working and make sure you restructure accordingly. It was a great chat. Well, I'll tell you what, Ben Clark from TMS Capital reckons it's not working. It's uh, TPG Telecom. That was his sell. You were the uh, lucky uh, person to speak with, Ben. He sure did. Clarky, the last interview of the day uh, with his buy, hold and sell. He's back in REA Group. Uh, you know, it's had a bit of a pullback, but uh, no, still very, very expensively valued by traditional metrics. But I agree 100% with his, uh, his uh, no thesis behind it. So he reckons that as the market starts to cool, we'll see a lot more turnover take place. We're already yeah. seeing that take place. So ridiculously large property uh, transaction volumes going through and listings uh, for the 
such a late in the calendar year, and I reckon it's just going to continue. There's yeah. a there's a growing. Risk it was in- a volume play. He he yeah. said it's a bit of a mistake to just say, oh well, if house prices don't keep accelerating, don't no, buy REA. What, then, then people it's just hold volume. on. To, people Absolutely. just hold on to their house, and then that uh, that doesn't do nothing for a company like REA Group. They almost like uh, like a broker wants to go and see a bit of volatility because more yep. volatility means more of no turnover going through. So uh, I reckon that's going to be one of those uh, things that's going to probably shock a few next year. I would not be surprised in the slightest to see you know some of the other uh, property prices here in Sydney and Melbourne and some of those other regional markets that just ran so hard so fast maybe come off the boil so that uh, that should go and help REA for those who are interested as well uh, his hold is Dexas you can go and hear the rationale behind that both pros and cons in that space uh, Annette uh, there's not a lot on the macro docket let's be frank uh, when the final week before Christmas but we did have the weekly payrolls or bi-weekly payrolls released by the ABS we know we had that crackerjack uh, uh, November jobs print last week. What can we potentially garner from today's release as to what January it might show us? Yeah, it's interesting because, yes, that November report, 366-odd thousand people. And so when you look at today's payroll reports from the ABS, it looks like it's for November, but it's a timing thing, Scuddy, because the November official report was actually late October, early November, whereas we just got the whole numbers for November. Now, one thing that was disappointing of that 366,000 was that Victoria didn't participate. What we found out in the numbers today was Victoria came back in spades. So that just proves the reopening trade, getting people back to work, hours worked up, Victoria up. And so Westpac crunched the numbers because these are in original terms. And they're basically suggesting after that 366,000, we get another 30,000. Now, that doesn't sound very interesting, but it's building, 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 building. There's now more jobs now than before the pandemic. And so while it doesn't look like very interesting news, it does mean we just could go back to normal 20, 20, 30,000 jobs added. And that's really what we want to see heading into the new year. Yeah. And with participation, just a smidgen off the record highs as well after that big increase. So just tightening the labour market up. And I know the RBA is no... Uh, speaking to it's uh, blue in the face and how there's not going to be the wage pressures that we're seeing elsewhere, but uh, yeah, bunk them. I reckon that's probably because we don't I reckon, have enough data. I reckon, I reckon, <laughs> we're, I reckon we're already seeing it now. I've just heard some <laughs> anecdotal evidence uh, from people who are hiring and uh, no employers, and just tell me about some of the uh, no, almost extortionary claims that some of the uh, the employees are putting through there and successfully getting it as well because yeah. there's really no other there's, options. There is nobody, and actually, I've got another anecdote as well talking about testing clinics. You know, the proverbial friend of a friend, but that's what anecdotes are. Uh, yeah, somebody's earning two and a half times their hourly rate getting through these testing queues, getting people tested faster. So, you know, just little anecdotes like that. It may not show up in the official figures, but people will be spending this money for sure. Well, the friend of the friend, I hope that they don't go and get that windfall for too long because I've made my views pretty clear on social media about the PCR test, and particularly the ones for, uh, for travel purposes. Uh, what a waste insane. of money. Insane. Absolutely it's, it's, insane. Uh, it should be put into frontline uh, medical services not to go and do all the testing. Uh, that's where the focus should be. Hopefully when National Cabinet, I know they made a whole bunch, uh, bunch of announcements today, but really it was just um, next to nothing, nothing concrete. We'll come back in two weeks' time and go and make a decision. Uh, get tested for the people who 
A, are essential workers, B, who are sick, and C, people who are close contacts. That's what it should be for. Then we should just start to go and move along. We're a very highly vaccinated nation. That's my two cents for today. Uh, and also, Nadine's, <laughs> Nadine's uh, got her view to go and round off the year. Speaking of which, yes, she is safely in Canada, and we're all so happy for her to, for her and her girls. Yeah, the first time she's back home in, I think, three years or something. That's, yep. uh, that's remarkable. So she's uh, sending her love to uh, the Osby's audience, hoping that uh, you can spend your Christmas with uh, loved ones, family and friends, and uh, obviously... That's universally the same that we feel for here at the, all the Osbys family. Look, uh, we've got one more last hurrah for the year coming up tomorrow night. So let's go and uh, put the cue in the rack and uh, we'll, uh, we'll rejoin for a Thursday. Yeah, the producers cheering. We will be here till the end. This time tomorrow will be our final COB. You might be in for a treat. Yeah, I dare say that we might have had a drink or two before. Just a couple the time of, we get on air. Maybe but, a couple uh, yeah, of bubbles. Yeah, to that already. <laughs> uh, we'll see you tomorrow. See Good ya. Night. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.